2: What's up, everybody? It's episode eighty-four of Beers in the Lot. In this episode, we talked a lot about the trade deadline. Uh, we touched on Claude Giroux. We hit on Mark Andre Fleury, and yes, even the Canes. So let's get to it. Here we go.
3: What are you drinking this evening,
2: Aaron? Tonight, I have Miller Lite in a can. In glass, <laughs> in a glass, <laughs> <laughs> a beers in the light glass. There you
1: go. That's <laughs> <laughs> classy. What do you got tonight, reese So, in honor of the Flyers captain being traded, <laughs> and who I think will be now the de facto <laughs> Flyers captain if he. Hasn't already got the C. I don't know, John. You'll have to tell me because I don't follow the Flyers because I don't care. <laughs> Pretty um, got it right. I ha- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a uh, big hazy hazy double IPA. Uh, the the Kevin Hayes beer from Yards Brewing. Oh, nice! Uh, out in Philly. So our our friend friend of the pod and Flying Dog Mutt. Brandon McGee actually left this at my house a little while ago before I got like really sick. So it's been sitting around. It's probably out of code. I don't care.
0: I'm drinking mm. it because yeah.
1: haha, ha flyers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what are you doing tonight? It didn't look like beer. It's not. It's Johnny Walker red. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: It's me
3: red were yeah. <laughs> so,
2: what
0: are you what are you drinking this evening, Daniel? So, I had the opportunity to go up to one of my favorite breweries in Massachusetts, uh, Treehouse Brewing. We are Treehouse. So, uh, actually had beers on draft. That place is fucking amazing. Yes, like they have. Also, if you don't, you know, drink beer, you can go there, get some coffee. They have coffee, nice, and they do seltzers, and uh, like they sell coffee just like they do, like the Starbucks in a can,
3: right? Like a cold amazing. brew nitro, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: all their stuff is amazing, and the atmosphere <laughs> up there was just it was just awesome. I wanted to be there for hours. <laughs> um, it was popping, yeah, yeah. So tonight I am drinking King Dream or King Creamsicle. Ooh, yeah, hmm. it's a good one. It looked
1: it looked thick. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's very
0: smooth. <laughs> it's a fruit and vanilla. It's very oh. tasty. Yeah, I love Treehouse. Dude, they're they're amazing. Yeah,
2: good stuff. Looks good. What is that? What is that glass? It's not a normal. Is
0: that a snifter? It is a i believe it's called like a, a tulip glass uh, okay yeah, and i got I got it from up there, you paid like eighteen bucks and you got that, and you got to fill it up once all right, right. and then, nice uh, yeah, uh but it's a nineteen ounce, so you could pour the the big boys in it and get the foam, and it's perfect, yeah nice wow. yeah
3: they know someone how to do it in right. their someone in their uh you know, marketing department or sales, or maybe even on the brewing side, was kinda like, Hey, uh, we should do something a hair different with the glasses, guys. Just a (laughs) thought. Excuse me. Okay. So
1: we've we've had this discussion before, but the glass and the shape and the type of glass does affect how it tastes and how it gets in your nose and all it's the same thing like with wine and all these other Mm -hmm. things, right? And bourbon bourbon, yeah. yeah, It's the same deal. It's it's important what you use. All connected. (laughs) <laughs> but then, like there's some bars that will like depending on the laws or whatever or pricing, they'll serve certain stuff in smaller more shaped glasses, i think to uh entice more sales but yeah uh, it you know
0: <laughs> yeah a lot yeah. of their a lot of their heavier stuff uh you could only get it in like a ten ounce pour, yeah, and uh I think that's a I, safety thing. I, I don't, believe, don't think that's yeah, trying to were rip only, anybody off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were limited to three three drafts. Yeah, yeah. Cause their stuff is on the heavy side. Makes but sense. yeah. It was it was awesome.
1: And you went to uh baby pens game?
0: Oh yeah, I went to the, the baby pens game on Saturday. Pre game was at Trogs. Yeah. So that was that was a good place too. That was uh that was fun. That was hopping. Oh yeah. yeah, did you eat and, there? Uh, we were going to, but the line was insane when uh, we went to go eat. So we we're like, yeah, we're
1: not, we're not getting anything here. They have decent stuff there, man. I had a, I went there actually with Brando. Um, in between Christmas and New Year's, we went up to Hershey and went to Trogue's before, and uh, they had like this short rib sandwich that was amazing. Like it was so good. And then their beers are awesome and yeah it was it was cool nice yeah that was a that was a good little spot too awesome
0: so uh a couple of trades or something happened today
2: <laughs> 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 it is monday night the uh trade deadline has transpired at this point, so um I'm sure John has lots to say about what's going on today. (laughs) What's who's the biggest winner today? Who's the biggest winner in your opinion, John?
3: Uh, So like, I would definitely say New York. They got a little help in their bottom six and actually Colorado too. They kind of short up their bottom six. Same thing. There's like two teams. I was kind of like, what the hell are they doing? Edmonton (laughs) needed a goaltender the, the whole year. And they got Derek Brassard, who I feel like years ago <laughs> I liked him, and he's been on a down spiral. And a lot of it, I'm sure, is injuries, whatever. And Last I checked, he wasn't
0: a goalie. Yeah, he's not a goalie. <laughs> he's yeah. a terrible goalie. He's not. A, <laughs> and then that could be a and problem. And the other,
3: yeah, and then Flurry got dealt to Minnesota, which is in the division for Chicago. Cam Talbot's had a decent season so far. I understand the logic of your Billy Garen. like I know I have a lot of familiarity with Flurry. He has a lot of familiarity with me. Uh, you, you know what you're getting, but Cam Talbot's had a good serviceable season, and I don't think Cam Talbot is the issue there.' They're, right. they're still but, having a
1: but didn't they move didn't they move Kocken and out or whatever. So they yeah, moved they him out too.
3: They, yeah, but like, I feel like by having Flurry there, it's unnecessary pressure for Talbot. And I feel like now Dean Evanson, I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess, if you're a head coach in the playoffs. If your goalie has a so so period or
1: so so game, you may have a much shorter leash, right? Yeah, but they have a. They have a short time here to do something. Like Yeah, because they're, they're hampered the next two years with those buyouts. Right. They have the stupid suitor and Parise contracts that they're still dealing with. And it's still a <laughs> boat anchor, even though, you know, whatever. I don't hey, know. Hey, Crazy
3: got a uh, re today by Lou Lamarello. Stop this. Stop the slander. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Weird. I know. It's garbage. The other uh the one little interesting tidbit that did come out of the whole Marc-Andre Fleury was actually not the Minnesota-Chicago deal. It was the fact that Kyle Davidson apparently leaked some of that uh, Toronto chatter out into the media. And Kyle Dubas, our buddy, was not pleased with that. <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm actually <laughs> glad because like Toronto, for the most part, it's a hockey mecca. You don't hear a lot of like the inner workings behind it. Now, obviously, it's the same thing like Elliot Freeman, Darren Dreger, Bob McKenzie, Chris Johnson, all those guys kind of like you hear names they are either looking into or guys are possibly floating out there as trade bait or what they're looking to do. But you never hear the inner workings because they kind of keep you know, very tight to the vest. So the, the I think way that, I
2: see all that real quick, the way I, I, I don't know if you ever watched the West Wing, but the way that yeah. – CJ Craig, the press secretary deals with her press pool. Like she tells them what to put, like, you know, really close relationship with all the people in the press. It's all very filtered and they're, they're basically on the same team. Exactly. And,
3: and a lot of people in organizations too, like they, they use it also as like a, they use like those guys that I mentioned previously as like sounding boards. sometimes like, Hey, what are you hearing out there about so-and-so? Like we don't get a good bead on that team. Anyway. Um, Chicago apparently leaked some of that information out and Dubas was not pleased with it so during his presser when he was questioned about it he said something like oh uh, you guys are going to have to talk to uh, Davidson about that you know just kind of throwing him under the bus a little bit which I love in the GM meetings or next week so I kind of hope they like throw down or he like punches him in the hallway or something that'd be awesome (laughs) Um, but but the thing that kind of ticks me off after seeing the whole Minnesota thing and Riggs and Aaron and Danny, feel free to chime in. So it's a second round uh, pick currently. If Flurry plays uh, four games in the playoffs or they make it to the Western Conference Finals, it automatically becomes a first. I think if you're Edmonton, you didn't even throw that out. That is so pathetic. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like, it's not like a, I mean, early on, it was like, they wanted a first and a, like a prospect and a player. Eh, yeah, sure. That may be a little r- too rich, but like Chicago dealt them to somebody in the freaking
1: division for nothing, for nothing, for yeah. basically nothing. No, exactly. no, no real assets today. Like, and, th- and, and that's that- going to be a higher, a
3: later round pick. It's not like it's exactly. a lotto pick. Exactly. Like Minnesota, as of today, they're third in the central, they could technically drop down into the wild card. They could
1: right there. The West is a little more. It's jockeying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, It's a little more like unless
3: you're the abs or Calgary, you're, you're pretty safe in your one in one spot Two through wild cards. Those may jockey and change a little bit. Like if you're Edmonton after today, like I, if I was in the fan base, I'd be kind of livid. Like, like Ken Holland didn't think to go we need to do something here.
1: Maybe they didn't even have those picks available. Maybe they, I I don't know their whole situation, but maybe they didn't even have that available to deal, you know, in
2: regard to flurry though. I mean, flurry does have a modified no trade, so he might might I don't want to go to, he may have said that
3: he may (laughs) have said that, but also like if you're, I feel like part of the trade stuff, especially nowadays with guys it's a combination of probably the salary cap and a few other things because the salary cap's flat. Like if you're a GM looking for players with no move clauses, your due diligence is to call the agents and to at least have open conversation and dialogue to go like, this is why we want you to come here. This is what you'll be part of. This is what you could help us do. Maybe not this year. Like there are some guys that went to other teams, you know, where you know they're probably going to get to the playoffs, but in terms of their contending ship for, The cup, it's like slim and none. But like, I'm shocked. No one, and maybe they did, so we don't know. But like, seeing what he was sold for is just like ridiculous. And also, uh, Seattle, I think in the next two drafts has 30 picks with all the moves they made. They've 30 picks (laughs) in the next two drafts. They're just, you know what? Am I am I am am (laughs) ditching (laughs) all my other draft work for the next couple of years? (laughs) I'm just going to solely focus on what the Kraken do. Because it's they, gonna keep me well occupied. Just, I love oh that. Gosh, yeah. they're
1: just they're just doing a do over.
3: Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm fine <laughs> with that. I mean, I think you know. they've had a rough they've had a rough go. Like Grubauer has not played but, up to snuff. They've had a few injuries.
1: But we've we've talked about it before. Their strategy was different than what George McPhee had with Vegas. And also uh they couldn't get away with some of the stuff that GMGM did. Yeah, with Vegas because the rules were a little bit different in that expansion and he kind of understood it and found a way to take advantage and find success in the first year and maybe the conference at that time wasn't quite there yet you know some of those teams so they could you know they could they had a path right right Seattle, and then once you
2: make it to the dance then who knows right who All knows what happens
1: yeah. right you get yeah. in and, and see what happens but yep. you know with Seattle Everybody knew what the deal was. They weren't going to give in. Uh, They had a different strategy. And then also, you know, the top quarter of the conference has gotten a lot stronger, right? And even some of the teams that maybe haven't had that much success lately are starting to kind of find their way again. Um, I was reading something about L.A. earlier that they they're. They still have a shot like they could get in so um and that people were kind of pissed about what rob blake was doing or not doing today so um you know it it's kind of interesting with seattle
3: yeah and and the funny thing too about seattle like early on everyone kind of thought like oh this could be another ba-. you know there were all those rumblings like hey look they could do that and then like two weeks into it uh yeah this is gonna be a long rebuild you know they're gonna do some stuff like like very quickly everyone's like eh, this may be a little tougher than we thought
1: like <laughs> but like
3: you said Riggs, like la a few years ago was on the downtrend edmonton calgary they weren't what they were same with vancouver like so that's four teams already in the conference that are downtrending when vegas started to come into the league san jose at that time actually was like One of the top dogs in the conference, goofy enough, and now you know you flip it, and Vegas is one of the top dogs, minus the fact they still have thirty million bucks sitting up in the stands tonight. But yeah, (laughs) so (laughs) yeah, but but yeah, Colorado, I think they did a good job. New York, fine with them. Yeah, Drew went to Florida. I don't like that for Florida personally, but it has nothing to do with Drew. He's just, he's an aging centerman. You can throw him at wing and he's great on the power play. That's awesome, but he makes whatever top two line you put him on, it's slower automatically.
1: Yeah, but I don't think he's going down there to play top six, really. With that team, that team is, they don't want to change much. They're and on they're,
2: fire, man. And you think, also,
0: you think he's going to be bottom six player?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I really. Mean, that Hoover yeah. though. I mean Hooper, Hooper, oh, yeah. Like you yeah. can't you're not gonna touch Hobbs and you can't mess with their their chemistry right now.
3: Bob's playing well. Spencer Knight looks like he finally is starting to kick it. You got a shot out the other night. Like the one question mark is everyone keeps saying, like, oh Bob in the playoffs though.
1: Let's see. Ooh. Different team though. Different team I, this I year. Think, I think he'll be all right. I I really,
3: as goofy as it sounds, I don't see it happening. I kind of want Tampa to drop, so Florida and Tampa have to play in the first round. (laughs) I want to see like a bloody, mean. That would be good. It would be good peninsula. But also, that's like in that division. I think that's your two strongest teams, like Toronto and Boston. Yeah, right now, as of today, a lot can change in the next three weeks. But like that would be, and in Tampa too, they they. They loaded up a little bit,
1: so we got that Hegel dude from Chicago. Like they want him to be like Blake Coleman, and he's kind of trending that way. That's That's exactly scary. That's exactly (laughs) what I was gonna say. He's like a Coleman coming in again here. Like it just. You see what Tavares said.
2: What did he say? What did Tavares say?
0: He said he was talking to the reporters, and he said that. uh, he was like, uh, you see a guy like Hagel get traded, and you realize that oh, you nobody's mean Taze. Oh, taze. Taze. <laughs> taze. Yeah, Taze. Not Yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 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 He oh, was I, like, oh, my God. That was gosh. interesting. But, yeah. What he was saying really was uh, Patty Kane might be gone, but yeah, do no, that yeah. happens. So. Well, and, and there was out a out report. In, I heard no. rumors about that, though, yeah. There yeah. was a
3: report out of, oh, man. I forget it was one of the beat writers for The Athletic or maybe The Chicago. Paper out there. They said something like, "If Kane goes, DeBrinket's going to ask for a trade immediately after." And oh, if yeah. DeBrinket gets trade Kane's doing the same thing. He's like, "Get me the hell out of here!"
0: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw DeBrinket <laughs> show I, up, and I was like, "Dude, if the Pens got him, holy <laughs> shit!" If <laughs>
3: every yeah.
0: no, every time I watch the Hawks like a Hawks game, he is just he's just doing like that extra stuff out there. Like he's he's a great player. Yeah, I would I would love to see him in Pittsburgh. Well, what do you think about Ricard or Kel? He's good. He's good. He's a young player. He's got, he's got energy. He's, he's good. Yeah. I, I like I, the trade. What do you think about trade? Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled as hell. Whoa. You saw yeah, my, you saw my, yeah.
3: I've been on this like heater for years about Dominic <laughs> Simone, who I like him, but like anyone that tells me point blank, they're like, Oh, he's a scorer. And I've said this no, jokingly, like his no. career highlight package like it's of him hitting posts and getting stoned <laughs> by goalies. Like that's his career <laughs> highlight.
2: Stoned people, by goalies, chests.
3: Yeah. Like <laughs> put in black marks and goalies pads and stuff. But uh <laughs> it, so Simone, I'm glad he's gone. Zach Ass Reese, he's like he's like this analytics darling because of course he was always good and stuff, but like he didn't do anything outside of that. No. And I never was like Coming out of Northeastern as a free agent, he was like highly touted offensively. And I think he scored a few empty nets. So you know how I feel about that. So like I'm kinda <laughs> and you get in Ricardo Kell, he's a two time thirty goal scorer, I think. So like I'm I'm fine with that. And oh, I just saw I that imagine, in that trade.
2: Yeah. Callie I Klang's imagine. in that trade. That's that's a name you're gonna see on somebody's team. That, Maybe he's a we'll goaltender. See. He's yeah, he's gonna like, end up He's going to end up, he's only 19 years old. He's, he's, uh, he's one to watch for though.
3: Yeah. That, that's a goaltending prospect they gave up. But yeah. I look at it as, uh, Raquel probably will skate on Gino's line and, uh, he'll be the scoring winger that Kapanen unfortunately has not been this year. So hmm. I love Kapanen, but there's a lot of, you know, kind of banner. Like he likes the lifestyle, he doesn't like the work ethic of being an huh. NHL player. A lot of a lot of Pittsburgh media said that. So.
1: Briggs, you guys got to retread? Yeah, I it's <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of I Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Like they sent Sprong away to Seattle and like a couple picks. Um, the coaching staff in Washington didn't like Sprong at all from the get-go. Mm-hmm.
3: I thought he was okay under with you guys.
1: Um, Personally, I thought he did all right. Me, I thought whenever he was out there, he looked okay. Um, I don't think he ever like really fit with the roster that they have. Like it was very hard to kind of place him, you know, second third line kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And you know, you know, what Washington's first line looks like. It's not going to change. Yeah,
3: that's never changing.
1: Right Uh, until. You know, somebody breaks a record. Um, mm-hmm. and so, <laughs> so you know he he was second or third line. He's not going to be fourth line because he's he's better than that. His his yeah. skill the his individual skill is better than that. Um, I was sad
2: when he got traded from Pittsburgh. I
1: was but he just, for him in Pittsburgh. He just doesn't. He didn't fit in that roster, and the coaching staff didn't know what to do with him. And I don't think they really liked him anyway.
3: And that's kind of two teams for Sprong, unfortunately, because he didn't really fit in in Pittsburgh in a second or third-line role. Or
2: in Anaheim. And then he was in
3: D.C. Like, or in Anaheim. Right. Or in Washington. So,
1: But, you know, when you watch him play, I, I thought he looked good. He his moves and has, he has a great shot. He can yeah. He can his flashes. Skate, he can shoot. He can actually he's really good on the wall. He's strong. Like big, strong dude. You know, it just didn't work out. So they get, you know, Johansson coming back. And um, you know, he's listed as a left wing, but I think they're gonna peg him as a bottom six center with Eller and uh uh Dowd kind of in and out with illness and injury and all kinds of different stuff going on. Dowd got hurt the other night. Um, so I think they're gonna play around at Center. They actually sent McMichael. They loaned him back to Hershey, so I think he's he's essentially done in Washington unless they do you know black aces with him uh through the playoffs, depending on what Hershey does in playoffs um I think that kind of signals you know, hey, mojo's coming back to fill a bottom six center role because they were starting to push McMichael that way. And I thought he looked great. And He's a like bottom, that young guy that bottom, gives
3: a ton of jump. He,
1: he looked great in a bottom six center role. He was actually playing fourth line center, and they were like driving play at certain points. And that was proven in stats. Like they were driving play when he was on the ice. Um, maybe it was matchups, maybe, you know, whatever. But I thought he looked good at center, and that's his natural position coming up as a youngster. But they loaned him back to Hershey now so they don't have to do the whole um, waiver deal. Um, and I think Mojo's coming in to, to fill some sort of bottom six center role, uh, which he has <laughs> played. he's played center before. He was actually second-line center for them at one point when they were having issues getting depth at that position. So, you know, it could work out. They're they're only gonna like. It doesn't matter what they did or or they they're gonna do. They're only gonna go as far as their goaltending is gonna take them, and it their goaltending is a mess. It's a it's you know they between Vanacek and Samsonov they can't find any consistency, and they allow goals in situations that just kills them. So. You know, if one of them gets hot, okay. Let let's see what happens. Um, but I think that team is destined for a first or second round exit, depending on what their first round matchup is. And they're a wild card team. Like the East is set.
3: Yeah, it's over. It's a seeding thing. It's That's basically it
1: who gets first or second wild card. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. They'll probably end up playing Carolina who got Max Domi, which I'm really pissed off about (laughs) because I, I've always had a soft spot for Max Domi. I thought he got a raw deal deal in uh, Montreal coming in really tough market. He's got his dad's name. You know, it, I just, I thought that there was way too much pressure on him coming into that situation. And he's a good player. Like I, when he started off
3: as a rookie in Arizona, he was awesome. And then he got traded in that Galchenyuk deal, and then it was kind of this. I almost feel like he kind of had the same thing near the end that Galchenyuk had in Montreal. They moved him around the lineup a bunch. They put all this pressure on him, and he kind of just he didn't flounder, but he definitely didn't, you know, reach potential. Right, and I think him being in Columbus, I don't think that
1: situation worked out well for him this that year. That wasn't the best either, because you go down there, you go down there, and it is like, hey, we don't do offense here, hmm. right? <laughs> so, yeah, you're Line, eh? <laughs> right? Yeah, unless you are Patrick Liney, right? And you know, and so I just now he's in Carolina, and that is terrible. It. i'm sorry <laughs> sorry I had, bring, I had to bring it up they actually don't like hearing the cannon in columbus
0: yeah. they don't like hearing it
2: there's been noise
0: complaints yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. they only have well they only have so many of the you know whatever the things are that make the boom the powder in the, in the they can can. have so many <laughs> yeah they only have so many Whatever. Yeah, Yeah. the powder budget is only. They don't want a lot of goals. Maybe like four. That's enough. (laughs) You
0: (laughs) (laughs) You think they start charging guys as they get goals? Like, dude. You got a hat-trick last game. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're going to have to charge you. for your gotta invoice. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay for that cannon, bud.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not hockey-related revenue that comes out of your bill, bud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much as I don't like that, um, he will fit in very well with that team because he can skate. He's got a little bit of grit to him from, you know, from his dad. And that shows up sometimes. And I think he's right up Brendamore's alley. Like that is the type of player that will fit in really well with what, what Brendamore is doing down there. Yeah. And, you know, look out <laughs> that that team is loaded for bear. Wait. Um, are you talking positively about the Canes? I always <laughs> look, man. I will recognize when real recognize good. real. Yeah, real game recognizes. Real. Yeah, yeah, game yeah, recognizes exactly. game. Exactly. So like that that is a that is a really good team. Despite like they've they've kind of been up and down the last like week or so, but that is a really really good team. I was i was actually just about to
2: point out that, yeah, uh, I think they got shut out by the Rangers last night. Um, and they lost to the
1: Washington. 7-2. They lost to the Washington. Yeah. They lost to the it's, Pens. Pittsburgh beating. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just saying. Yeah.
2: I, I think that that is more uh, indicative that as set as the East is, the top four are in the East or in the Metro, all oh. four of those teams are
0: pretty pretty
2: similar. Metro yes. is
0: fucking stacked. They're they're yes. pretty
2: even even matchups. Those four teams. So the four top teams in the East. I think if you put each of them in their own division, they're in the top of their division. Yes. But against each other, they're they're a good matchup. And if you look at the other divisions, it's not so even. Like there's some standout teams that are clearly the better teams in those divisions. But I don't know that you can really pick one in the in the Metro. I mean. The Canes have done a little bit better than everybody else, but only by like three or four points, like not far and away better. So
1: that's going to be an interesting bracket come, uh, come late April. That's it's going to be interesting to see. Johnny, you mentioned something about empty net goals earlier, and it reminded me of something that happened last night. Someone on your team scored an empty net goal.
3: I was on the bench. I couldn't bear myself to look okay. twice in a week. Ugh. <laughs> I'm just embarrassed. Some of these people I I need to like reevaluate some of the life decisions I make when I sign up for leagues, looking at the <laughs> roster more intently. Some of these some of these cats coming out here have no respect for themselves or human decency. Frightening.
0: Ugh. I hope you lose a game by one <laughs> when you <laughs> put it in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> If I play in John, I'm going to take a slap shot in the internet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it. Episode 84 of Beers and the Lots in the Books. So now it's time for that weekly event where I pour out our appreciation for you, our listeners, and plug Discord. But for real, thank you for your listen. We really appreciate your support, your likes, your listens, your subscribes, your ratings and reviews, and... And all your teammates, friends that you've been telling about the podcast. We're seeing our listens go up. And that's because of you. Thank you. And we're seeing even more activity in Discord, which is great. Our community is growing. It's it's fantastic. So jump in, talk to some of our guests, talk to us. Give us some ideas about what you'd like to hear us talk about. It's really not hard. There's a link at beersinthelot.com slash Discord. It's as easy as scoring an empty net goal. But for real, thank you so much for your support. We'll see you next week.